Job ready? Employer says yes. This programme is presented by Eduvate, education and innovation. Hello, it's Jonathan Brill, and I'm working in Edinburgh, but talking to Sarah Ward in Cambridge. Hello, Sarah. How are you today? Hi, Jonathan. I'm good, thanks. And yourself? We are in good form, enjoying Edinburgh and all that it has to offer. Sarah, I'd like to talk to you about what you do for a living. It says here that you are a research engineer at CMR Surgical. Could you tell me a bit more about CMR and then what you do? Yeah, sure. So uh, CMR Surgical is a British company that is trying to develop a new surgical robot. So that doesn't really mean that the robot does surgery. It is a robot to help surgeons uh, to do surgery through a keyhole. Um, What I do in the company at the moment, although it says my title is research engineer, is I'm actually currently helping out with the test team. Uh, So what we do is we get a system and we know that the system should do a whole bunch of things. And we have to check that actually, yes, it does do that, before we're allowed to sell any of these systems or anything like that. So, for example, if you had someone who was designing a book, they might say, I want a hardcover book, it should have 24 pages and things like that. And then we had received the book, check it, make sure it does have all of those things. So you are kind of in compliance, if I could use that ghastly term. (laughs) Yes, my other least favourite word is regulations. Uh, But yes, so we check that the system complies and behaves as it should do. So this thing that you're producing, this robot, does it look like a robot that I might find in the comics? What sort of thing is it? No, so not quite like what you might find in a comic. It looks slightly more like... I would say an industrial robot, but not quite on that scale. It's a lot more elegant than that. So uh, there is a big screen with some attached sort of hand controllers that you that the surgeon sits at and then can control a set of separate smaller arms. And those arms then will be used for actual surgery. And the end result of this is that there's a patient lying on the table, presumably asleep. They will uh, have a better experience because you've gone in through a keyhole rather than invasive. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, that's correct. So the main goal that we have at CMR is to enable access for more people to keyhole surgery because the complication rate in keyhole surgery are much much lower and people heal much faster Uh so the more people we can get having that kind of surgery the better their outcome will be so let's go back in the mists of time here you are at the cutting edge if i can make that pun or in uh, (laughs) industrial and surgical terms is that what you always wanted to do to some extent, um, not right from the very beginning. When I was younger, I loved animals and I was convinced I was going to be a vet. 
but as I got older, I, I actually found I had an incredible interest in being involved hands-on with technology. And so I started to think about engineering and things like that. I was good at math. I thought maybe I should follow through with something along those lines. Um, but I still wanted to do something that was really useful to people. So I thought maybe something in the medical field. Uh, and my gran once suggested to me, what about making prosthetics? Uh, I started exploring that, but I'd say the first time I really knew that medical robotics was what I wanted to do was in about my second year at university when I chatted to some friends who were in a biomedical engineering course. And what was it that stimulated the sense of robotics? What do you mean by that? Well, it's not everyone who thinks, ah, I'm going to help people most by working with robots. What? <laughs> what? That's a fair question. Um, I would say for me that medicine as a whole sort of held my interest as something helpful. But I was a little squeamish about the process of actually doing the surgery myself and would class myself as not having the best bedside manner. So I thought perhaps there was something I could do from behind the scenes to help. Uh, and therefore, uh, medical devices and medical robotics is the most interesting of all medical devices because it's the most complicated and impressive. That's really interesting. So what sort of qualifications do you need to do what you're doing or what sort of qualifications do you have? Well, so what I have versus what you need are, are sometimes slightly different. Um, I have a background in electrical and biomedical engineering, then followed by a master's in robotics. However, there are many people here who work alongside me who have a very diverse backgrounds. So some have done a BSc in maths or physics, some are computer scientists, we have mechanical engineers, electrical engineers. So actually, I think that the field is quite open to people with a lot of different skill sets because you need people with that background in various parts of the company. When we talk to uh, other companies in this area, not necessarily in robotics, but in engineering, they say that that is true, but if you've got no maths, you would find it very difficult. Is that true in your area? To some extent, yes. If you're doing one of the more engineering-based role so you're an electrical engineer or a, even a test engineer um, maths is quite important but that doesn't mean that those are the only roles available we also have a team that looks at clinical data um, and a team that is on the commercial side of things a team that looks at usability so for example how pleasant the experience is to use the robot and interact with it and I would say many of those people might not have a background in math. So you could still be involved without math, but if you wanted to do the engineering type jobs, you probably need some math. You are working in an area which is often described as STEM, that is science, technology, engineering and maths. And there's not all that many women in that particular field. Have you encountered any difficulties 
because you are a woman? I have to admit that I really never have. Uh, perhaps I'm very lucky, but I've never had a negative experience based on the fact that I am a woman. I do see that sometimes in a meeting, I might be the only woman amongst, say, the 10 people in the room, but I'm not treated any differently for it. So while you've had a relatively benign experience and not had discriminatory attitudes that you've noticed, you're still, as a woman, underrepresented in most areas that you encounter. How can we improve on that, do you think? I would say the biggest issue is getting women and girls interested earlier on. When I was at school, I wasn't particularly aware of engineering as a career. Um, and when I was aware of it, it was sort of portrayed almost as a, a boy's job. I only really developed a proper interest in it when I was at university, um, actually doing a maths degree and had friends who were in engineering and I thought well what they're doing is great I can swap over to that so I think the key thing is trying to show girls when they're young that it is something they can do and it's a perfectly acceptable career path and actually very interesting and that would be enabled by doing it a bit in middle school high school rather than just saying oh there's engineering if you people would like to have a go at it why not yeah absolutely having the option to do a few sort of practical hands-on courses or a levels and doing computer science um, at DCSE level and at a level all of those sorts of things start to build up your experience of what engineering actually is so here you are working in robotics, what you've always wanted to do, and you are still uh, young in terms of your career, what sort of path do you think that you see opening up for you? How do you see your career developing in the future? Well, personally, I'm really hoping that I can continue in this career and I see no reason why I couldn't. So I would like to continue working with robotics and developing the sort of cutting edge technology. Um, technology never stands still. If you think about the fact that, I don't know, a few decades ago, we didn't have mobile phones and robotics and a slightly separate topic of AI those are the key technologies at the moment that are sort of taking off and I'd like to take off with them. Uh, where I am at the moment in, in CMR, I have lots of opportunity to do that. I'm starting to get leadership experience. I have a small team of test engineers uh, who I manage um, and I'd like to just continue doing that and move on up, basically. It's a tremendous thought that you are at the starting point of an industry, robotics, AI, artificial intelligence, and that you're there in a sense on the, on, on the ground floor. So if young people listening to this are inspired by what you're saying, what advice can you give to them when you're looking at your younger self, if you like, and saying, uh, I should have done that or I did the right thing? How would you advise young people? Well, I would say um, there's nothing I did that I regretted, even though I took a slightly winding path to get where I was. 
my main advice would be be curious try to find the thing that you're really interested in and don't worry if what you started out in doesn't end up being what you want to do there is absolutely no harm in after your first year saying actually that other thing seems really interesting i should try that so long as you get to where you want to be in the end no step that you take is wasted Sounds like valuable advice. It says on Sarah Ward's LinkedIn profile that she is passionate about helping other people. And she's chosen a route to do that, not immediately available to everyone, but something that a lot of young people might like to think about. Sarah, you've given us a very, very inspirational insight into the sort of work that you do at CMR. Thank you indeed, and the best of luck for the future. Thank you very much. You'll find us online at eduvate.biz. Job ready. Employer says yes. Yes.